What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the Georgia Bulldogs. They are back in the national championship game, but it wasn't easy. What do they need to do to go back-to-back? And the SEC, they had some winners and losers from the entire bowl weekend. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Kentucky. And two more games today with LSU and Mississippi State trying to get wins as the SEC is just 4-5 and this bowl season. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. All right, let's jump into a plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start with the Georgia Bulldogs as they survive. Their toughest scare of the season, holding on to beat Ohio State 42-41. to It was their closest game of the year since that comeback win at Mizzou early in the year. But trailing 41-35 with under three minutes to go, Stetson Bennett led the Bulldogs down the field on a five-play, 72-yard scoring drive, connecting with Kyrus Jackson on a 35-yard strike before he hit A.D. Mitchell for the go-ahead touchdown to take that 42-41 lead. But Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, they would move the ball into Georgia territory and with three seconds remaining, set up for a potential game-winning 50-yard field goal. But the attempt was shanked left, and the Bulldogs hung on for the victory just as the clock struck midnight in the Eastern time zone to start the new year. It was a little poetic, But Stetson Bennett, Kirby Smart, and the Georgia Bulldogs, they are back in the national title game for the second straight year, third trip in the past six years to the national championship. And plenty of guys shined in this one, including Stetson Bennett, who threw for nearly 400 yards with three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Arian Smith came up big with his best game yet in the Georgia uniform. Three catches, 129 yards, and a score. Brock Bowers had 64 yards receiving. Kenny McIntosh led all rushers. Five carries for 70 yards. The Georgia defense really struggled in this one. Struggled to slow down that Ohio State passing game. C.J. Stroud threw for 348 yards and four touchdowns. Remember we talked about that second half against LSU in the SEC championship game. I kept saying it wasn't a fluke, and people were like, ah, Georgia had their starters out and all this, and I was going, no, 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 there were still some starters in there, and they were not getting it done, and though lo and behold, the uh, secondary was leaky again. But Chris Smith, he led the Bulldogs with eight tackles while they racked up four, four sacks from Small Munden, Michael uh, Williams, Javon Bullard, and Jamin Dumas-Johnson. A rare off day by their kicker, Jack Podlesny, who missed two field goals in this one, and uh, Kirby Smart victorious. But the key moment in this game with Georgia trailing 38-27 in the fourth quarter. Ohio State called for a fake punt on fourth and one, and it looked like they converted it. But before the direct snap, Kirby Smart had already called a timeout. The Buckeyes then opted to punt, 
and on the next play, Stetson Bennett threw a 76-yard touchdown pass to Smith. Uh, Kirby said after the game, they weren't in their traditional formation. One of those gut reactions that I didn't think we had it lined up properly to stop it, so I called the timeout. And it was huge because if Ohio State converts that, keeps that drive going, eats up clock, up 11, it'll be really difficult for Georgia to get the ball back and try to uh, come back in that one. But the Georgia Bulldogs, they are back in the national championship game. They will take on the TCU Horn Frogs out in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium on Monday night. Georgia has opened as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, according to our friends over at Bet Online. The over-under at 62-and-a-half. Kirby Smart called his guys extremely resilient in this one, said he knew they would come out fighting. He also said if they want any chance of winning the national championship on Monday, they've got to play a lot better football than they played on Saturday night. Georgia and TCU, they have met four previous times in history with the Bulldogs having won all four as uh, 2016 was the last time they met on the field. And uh, for the SEC, they have now won 10 consecutive college football playoff semifinal games, improving to 10-1 and overall. So since you, uh, since you started that uh, playoff, yeah, the SEC likes to win in that first uh, first round of the playoffs. They have done very well there. Quick injury update on the Bulldogs. Outside linebacker Chaz Shambliss left the game late in the first half with a knee injury. He needed help leaving the field. Georgia tight end Darnell Washington, he was on crutches on the sideline after suffering a left ankle injury in the second period. So uh, going to be tough to envision him coming back from that. And uh, wide receiver Lad McConkey, he had limited playing time as right tackle Warren McClendon was in uniform but did not start. So uh, there you have it. Uh, see how healthy the Georgia Bulldogs can get for this national championship game. Now a few other notes around the conference before we get into recapping the other uh, bowl games. Uh, over at Texas A&M, safety Damani Richardson announced over the weekend that he is coming back for another year with the Aggies. He was their leading tackler this year with 74 tackles. He announced on social media he is coming back for another year. He tweeted out, Happy New Year's. Just wanted to let y'all know I'll be using my COVID year and finish out school and get my degree at the best university. I can't wait to prove the doubters wrong. It would be his fifth season with the Aggies. He had a chance to go pro this past year, opted to come back to A&M, and now he's hanging around. He's going to be an upper, upper classman there. So a big get there for the Aggies. Another big get for them, Florida State defensive back Sam McCall announced uh, he is transferring from Florida State to A&M. He was FSU's top signee in their 2022 recruiting class on the 24-7 sports composite rating. He was a four-star, the number four safety in last year's class. He played uh, in eight games this year at FSU. Over Kentucky, former uh, linebacker, Jacquez Jones announced Saturday he is entering the NFL draft after five years in college. Spent the first three years of his career at Ole Miss before transferring and playing his last two years in Lexington. He totaled over 300 tackles, four sacks, four forced fumbles, and two interceptions in his career. So very uh, productive there for the Kentucky Wildcats. Also, Kentucky DB Keydron Smith announced he is heading pro. Uh, he's another one who started his career at Ole Miss before transferring to Kentucky. Over at South Carolina, pass rusher Hot Rod Fit Fitton is uh, entering the transfer portal. He announced on social media he's entering the portal. Also, long snapper Matthew Bailey also entered the portal. Fitton will have 
two years of eligibility remaining, played in just one game this year against Charlotte for the Gamecocks. Over to Alabama, defensive back Malachi Moore announced he will return for another season next year uh, for Bama. So starting safeties, Jordan Battle and DeMarco Hellams, they're both on their way to the Senior Bowl. Starting uh, at the star position, Brian Branch, he is expected to be a first-round pick. He is not officially announced yet. Starting corner Eli Ricks said he will announce his attention soon. But as of now, Malachi Moore and corner Kool-Aid McKinstry are the only returning starters for Bama next season in that secondary. Over at uh, Missouri, Darius Robinson is uh, appeared that he was going to be heading for the NFL draft after Mizzou's bowl game, but he announced Sunday he will return to Mizzou for next season. The East-West Shrine Bowl uh, had announced Robinson had accepted an invite to participate, but sounds like he will not be playing in that. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Coming up next, we're going to recap the other big bowl games from over the weekend around the SEC. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. This episode is presented by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract all the qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their uh, 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Go to LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. And we still got plenty to discuss. Georgia, they're back in the national championship, as a lot of people maybe expected before the season, but some other games from over the weekend as the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll start with the good. Alabama, the Tide, getting it done and beating Kansas State 45-20 to in the Sugar Bowl. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, 15 of 21 for 320 yards and five touchdowns. He had six incompletions and five touchdowns. Midway through the fourth quarter, Alabama leading 45 to 13. Saban pulled Bryce Young after the first play of the series, and he left the field to a loud ovation in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Bryce also moved up in the Alabama record books. He connected with Jermaine Burton for his 78th uh, touchdown of his Alabama career. That moved him ahead of A.J. McCarron for second all-time among Alabama quarterbacks. Tua Tagovailoa leads all with 87 career touchdown passes. Bryce Young hasn't, as of this recording, officially declared for the draft, though we expect that announcement coming very soon. Uh, Also in this game, Jameer Gibbs, he had 76 yards rushing. Jermaine Burton had 87 yards receiving. Defensively, DeMarco Hellams leaving his mark on Alabama with 13 tackles, while Brian Branch had 12 tackles and a sack. Will Anderson, who played in this game, uh, uh, he also will should be announcing very soon that he is heading off to the pros. And Nick Saban talked after the game how much he appreciated his Alabama players preparing for the Sugar Bowl. Post-game talking with Tom Luganbill, he said, I think the guys that were here today, 
the team that was here today really is representative of what the University of Alabama and our program is all about. They all made a commitment, made a great sacrifice to prepare for this game and worked hard and certainly played well, and I'm really proud of them. One of the most interesting uh, talking points after this game on Saturday, for those of you who watched it, a lot of people were wondering, should Alabama have been in the playoff? There was a lot of that saying, look at Bryce Young, look at this Alabama team, how they dominated a good Kansas State team. Nick Saban even said after the game, I think we had a little bit of taste in our mouth that if we had a dominant performance, it would show people that we probably did deserve to do a little better than we did in terms of the playoff picture. Only problem with Alabama's case, TCU beat Michigan. Uh, Ohio State, you know, looked pretty good against Georgia. So I don't know who you would have taken out to put Alabama into the playoff because all four teams looked the part and looked like they deserved to be in the playoff. So it is what it is, but maybe Saban's just kind of laying the foundation for next season saying, hey, don't ever doubt us. We're ever in question of being a team that can that you're thinking about considering for the playoff. Put us in. Put us in. Another uh, nice win over the weekend. How about Tennessee beating Clemson 31-14 the Orange Bowl on Friday night? Joe Milton outstanding in this one. Executing that Josh Heupel offense, going 19 for 28 for 250 yards, three touchdowns. There's a really good Clemson defense. Jalen Wright, he had 89 yards rushing. Squirrel White leading all receivers with nine catches for 108 yards and a score. And how about that vault defense? Coming up big, holding Clemson to just 14 points. They give up plays, don't get me wrong, they give up yards. But Aaron Beasley led the way with 12 tackles and two sacks. Wesley Walker and Tamarian McDonald each had interceptions. And the Vols finish 11-2 for the first time since 2001, capping off a year where they beat Alabama, LSU, and Clemson, programs that combined to win six of the seven most recent college football playoff national titles. Clemson finished with 480 yards on 101 plays, and they still lost by 17. It was cool to see with Joe Milton. Hendon Hooker was there, flew in a week ago to game plan, work with his team, and help Joe Milton prepare. And after the game, Milton said, blood can't make us any closer. That's my brother till the end. And now Joe Milton will enter next year as Tennessee's starting quarterback. And expectations will be high for a program that went 20-27 and 27 in the four seasons before Josh Heupel got there. He went 7-6 and six last year. And now, of course, 11-2 this year. What can they do next year? Tennessee may climb a spot or two, depending on what happens in the college football playoff games. It'll be Tennessee's best finish in at least 20 years. They were number four in 2001 and, of course, number one in 1998. The Vols will open next season against Virginia on September 2nd in Nashville. All right, let's talk about the bad. South Carolina, they fell to Notre Dame on Friday afternoon, 45-38 to in the Gator Bowl. Playing an inexperienced quarterback in Notre Dame's Tyler Buckner. South Carolina defense, they took advantage. They picked him off three times. But a 24-17 halftime lead was not safe as the Gamecocks struggled to do much offensively in the second half. As the Irish got hot, they scored four second-half touchdowns and outlasted Shane Beamer's bunch. Spencer Radler with a mixed bag at quarterback. He went 24 for 46 for 246 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. Keep in mind, he was without many of his normal pass catchers, guys who were transferring or opting out, preparing for the draft. Gamecocks had no run game, rushing for just 65 yards on 22 attempts. Uh, defensively, Sherrod Green led the way with 11 tackles. But with eight minutes to play, 
Notre Dame led 38-31, drove down to the South Carolina seven-yard line, looking to put this one away when Buckner threw an interception into the end zone to Carolina DB O'Donnell Fortune, who took it back 100 yards to tie the game 38-38. But Notre Dame would answer, driving right down the field to score the go-ahead touchdown. Radler and Carolina, they would get into Notre Dame territory in the final minute, but a sack and a couple of incompletions would not get it done. The Gamecocks fell 45-38, falling to 8-5 on the season. And now the big question is, who is coming back? Spencer Radler and his top receiver, Juice Wells, both have eligibility remaining. We'll see what their decision is. Are they going pro, or will they run this thing back in Columbia? Another bowl game from the weekend. Kentucky lost to Iowa 21-0 in the Music City Bowl. It was going to be tough with no Will Levis in this game. We knew that. But Iowa's offense scored just seven points. Their defense, however, scored 14 points. Two pick sixes from Kentucky quarterback Destin Wade. A 52-yard return and a 14-yard return. And Kentucky's offense set a Music City Bowl record with 10 punts. Spotting the Hawkeyes says 14 points, and Kentucky finished with just 185 yards of total offense with a time of possession of over 34 minutes. Without Will Levis, like we said, it was Destin Wade and then Deuce Hogan getting a, getting a shot, and neither of them were very good. But Kentucky you know, was also missing their star running back, Chris Rodriguez. Zero points were scored in the second half of this game, so the under hit, if you bet on this one, it was one of the lowest unders uh, in college football recent history, uh, Kentucky fell 21-0, and they dropped to 7-6 and on the year. And after that 10-3 and season a year ago, this one feels a little disappointing considering you had Will Levis, who's going to be a first-round pick, and Chris Rodriguez back on the team. Uh, the loss also snapped Mark Stoops' four-game bowl win streak. But, look, they're going to turn the page very quickly in Kentucky. They're bringing in NC State quarterback Devin Leary, and it sounds like they're going to get Liam Cohen back as the O.C., he was part of that 10-win season a year ago. So things are going to look up, uh, going to be looking very up very soon for the Kentucky Wildcats. So don't hang your head too much, Wildcat fans. And there you have it. That was the bowl action from the weekend. Coming up next, we'll take a quick look ahead at the two games today. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for all the pro and amateur leagues out there from pro football to the bowl season to college basketball. All of it is up there for you at betonline.net. They are the fastest and easiest way for you to get all your sports betting information. They've even got horse racing. They've got you covered on just about everything. Head on over to their website today. You could even do so on your mobile device to learn more. It is Bet Online, and it is where the game starts. As we mentioned, Bet Online uh, right now got Georgia a 13 and a half point favorite against TCU in the title game. So if you think TCU can cover that, or you think Georgia wins by two touchdowns, go get on the action again. That is at Bet Online. It is where the game starts. All right, one more segment here on Locked On SEC, and we got to get to the two bowl games happening today, depending on what time you're listening to this uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, we'll start with LSU versus Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. They will kick off at 12 p.m. Central on ABC, one of the biggest 
uh, topics uh, for LSU has been the starting quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Been banged up down the stretch of the season, but Daniels met with the media and discussed his rehabilitation process, noting that he was healthy and fully prepared to go after suffering a lower body body injury. Drew a lot of concern during the stretch of the season, of course. So, you know, missed the entire second half of that uh, SEC championship game where Garrett Nussmeyer came in. But Jaden also talked about his decision to come back to LSU next season, making that announcement recently. He said, look, I took my time on evaluating and gathering information Ultimately, it was the best decision for me to come back and accomplish things in college I feel like I need to grow on. I feel like I have unfinished business in college, so I wanted to come back and compete for a national championship. Daniels did finish out the uh, regular season with a completion percentage of 68.5%, throwing for over 2,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, and just three picks. Now, after winning the SEC West in year one, he said he's ready for the grind of another year in the SEC. He said going out actually playing in the SEC instead of just watching it on TV, it's a different level. So you know guys uh, know that each and every week is going to be a grind. Each and every week in the offseason, you got to treat it the same. So uh, LSU getting ready for Purdue. And Brian Kelly talking with the media on Monday, uh, or ahead of Monday's game, he was asked about Kayshawn Booty, who had announced he was coming back to LSU, and then ultimately a few days ago announced, that nah, I'm going to go pro. Uh, Kelly said he felt Booty was going back and forth with his decision to go pro all year long. He said, we support him 100%. We're excited for him. He's ready. He will have a great career. And as for this game against Purdue today, we know Drew Brees serving as an assistant coach for Purdue. They lose uh, their head coach, Jeff Brom. They lose their uh, starting quarterback, leading receiver, leading tight end, all not playing in this one. LSU up to about a 15-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. That's a lot of points. You can go check it out at Bet Online. I was thinking LSU maybe by 10, something like a 31-21 type win for LSU. So I might take Purdue plus the points, but uh, we'll see if LSU can finish this one out. They can finish with double-digit wins on the season, get to that 10-win mark, and that would be even more impressive for Brian Kelly in year one. The other bowl game happening today, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN2. It will be Mississippi State versus Illinois in the ReliaQuest Bowl Mississippi State playing for the first time since Mike Leach passed away on December 12th due to complications from a heart condition. Players and staff decided to remain in the game because they said it was what Coach Leach would expect them to do. Defense corner Zach Arnett was upped from interim coach to full-time head coach in Illinois. They were looking for their first nine-win season since their Rose Bowl team in 2007. Brett Bielema. Familiar face, former Arkansas head coach. He's the head coach in Illinois now. And the big thing to watch in this one's going to be Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers going against that stingy Illinois defense. Rogers uh, threw for 3,700 yards, 34 touchdowns. He's the SEC leader in completions, holds the school passing yards and touchdown pass marks. Uh, Illinois was ranked in the top 10 in 17 major defensive categories throughout the regular season and they held six opponents to 10 points or less so this is going to be really interesting with no Mike Leach how does the offense look for Mississippi State and how does Will Rogers play again you know these guys want to go out there and play inspired uh you know for uh the the, the legacy of Coach Leach and, and having lost him just so recently but Mississippi State they've been to 13 uh bowl games in a row they won the last meeting between these two teams last played in 1980 and Mississippi State won that game. Three of Mississippi State's losses this year came against 
number 22, Kentucky, number 6, Alabama, number 1, Georgia, when they played. Their other loss came to then-unranked LSU, who ended up number 16 in the final AP regular season poll. So all good losses for Mississippi State. Let's see how they play against this Illinois team. Latest line, has the Bulldogs about a field goal favorite at Ben line. Mississippi State minus three. So see how they respond down in Tampa. Both teams, eight and four, chance to go nine wins and uh, be a nice W in the win column for Zach Arnett now as full-time head coach at Mississippi State. And there you have it. That is uh, the latest going on all around the SEC. Of course, we'll have tons of stuff to get you guys cut up caught up on uh, throughout this week. We'll talk about uh, Georgia and TCU throughout this week. Get you ready for the national championship game. And thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. You can go check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. Give us a follow on Twitter at Chris Gordy, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.